and welcome back to Bourbon Real Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. We are back in the Brock Bourbon Bar. Did I get it right this time? Yep. Hot damn, look at me. I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm learning. And this is an episode all about Barbara. Barbara and her love for the rye whiskey. So she she's trying to get us drunk because she's got five bottles out here today. And uh, Barbara, why don't you walk us through what we are going to partake on today and go from there. Okay, so the very first one we're going to do is a Blue Run Kentucky Straight Golden Rye Whiskey. Um, the first two are birthday bottles for me for this year. Um, I'm not going to give any of the flavors or anything away. Um, I'm going to let you all decide on your own. Um, but anyway, so the Blue Run. Then we've got the Blackened Willet Rye. Um then we've got the Starlight Single Barrel Rye Finished in Apple Brandy. That's a fresh crack. That's a fresh crack. Exactly. Agreed. And then we have the Single Barrel Huber's Rye in Cognac Bottles or Barrels. And then we have the Bear Wallow Liar's Bench. All right. Five bottles. All of them are barrel strength, if, I, if I'm correct. I believe so. Now, we are going to drink these a little out of order on cash strength value. Um, we definitely put the, the, the strongest one for last. but There's a reason. <laughs> there's definitely a reason because I've actually had this bottle. I'm super excited to try it on air, though, so that way people can uh, maybe maybe enjoy it with us. But we'll just kind of go from there. So the Blue Run, Nick's kind of told us all about Blue Run. They're, you know, kind of history what they're doing how they're sourcing so i'm ready to dive into this bad boy i'll let you guys get a little nose on it get a little taste tell me what you think and then we're we're, we're not going to let barb talk too much other than let her ask us what do we think since she's already like killed like half these bottles already you know except for number three okay true true true. again remember it's a fresh crack i don't have a clue we're going to get more of barb's tasting notes for number three than for the rest of them so let's blue run dude straight up bubble gum yeah, it, it was there. There was a little bit of hint of bubblegum whenever I was doing my review of this. Yep, bubblegum. Man, there's some kind of weird fruit there. Yeah, whenever I was, uh, I think I was getting almost. I, I, I typically go to apricot because it's typically associated with rye, but this was not quite apricot. Um, it was just off of that, and then I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, I'm getting like nectarine or I was plum. Say nectarine, nectarine or plum. That's what I've. Yeah, nectarine is where I I go much more. Yeah, I was I wasn't sure if it was like the the mandarin orange or is it nectarine, but yeah, I, I see where you're going at with the nectarine on that because it has that nice sweet, the sweetness that that on that nose you get. Oh man, that's delicious. Now I do have a confession to make. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> I, I knew that, we couldn't keep her quiet for long. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> so. Of these, aside from number three, which I haven't had yet, one, two, and four, I have not done with water. Okay. So of those, as we taste them, when we add the water, I have not done those yet. All right. So I, I get a little bit of that. And honestly, on the, on, the, on the palate, it's more of a peach than it is nectarine or plum or any of those other things. But that bubblegum's coming through. Like, it's... And it's almost like double mint, like double mint, that spearmint type bubble gum. Um, but it's sweeter than that. It, mm-hmm. The mint doesn't really come through, but it's very, very light and kind of like a refreshing type. Um, the mint's kind of almost like it's the spicy part of it, not the the earthy part of it. 
I guess would be the best way I would explain that. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I I think I get I always got like kind of like a peachy, and I think you know part of me got almost like like a a, a ripe mango uh, to it. Ooh, okay. I'll let you mention that. I kind of get that on the mid palate. Yes. Yep. No, I get that. Right on the mid. Agreed. Now again, like I said, I've not done these with water. Yeah, neither neither have I. Once so again, whatever. interruption number two. <laughs> <sighs> Gosh. I mean, just because she put out the bottles and she gets to walk us through it, now she wants to talk about them too. Jeez, I tell you. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the poor, the, the fifth one. She's my niece, dude. I know. Like, she's got like a half gallon over there and the fourth and fifth pours over there for you, Nick. Kind of feel bad for you. Good thing you don't have to drive home. Yeah, I don't have to drive home. We're, we're home. Barbara's but at face the same time. Her face is so damn red, dude. I've done, done caught her off guard. She didn't. She wasn't expecting it. No. But at the same time, I was very, very kind to him on number two. So the nose just dies with the water in there. Agreed. You get a little bit of that bubble gum or that that rabbit. Like, it's just weird. I don't like know. It, I like it better without the water. Yeah, me too. At least yeah. on the smell. I haven't tried it yet. So no, On the taste as well. For some reason, the nose doesn't change a whole lot for me. Just a little bit. It almost makes it just lighter uh, of what the previous nose So was. this is the first time I'm going to say this, Nick. I mean, Nick and Steven. The rye actually dies with water. Like Agreed. Usually you get a pop. But like it literally just dies out. Like we had one other one that did that. Then was recently. it? Recently, I don't remember what it was. But. You know, you might be right. But like literally, like the rise just almost. That's but, so but, weird. For yeah, the most I'll, part. I get a lot of like barley or malted something. Like almost like something weird in there. It's like, that malted. I think it's the malted is what I'm getting. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. But usually that rye pops. I mean, like Stephen and I were talking about, I mean, almost 100% of the time, the rye will pop just a hair. With a little bit of water, exactly. Water. And then I think that's also really kind of cool that I've not done most of these with water. So this is brand new for me as well. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Black and Willet. What's the over-under on interruptions? I don't know. I'm saying 11. 10 and 15. Saying, I don't know. I'm saying over 11. <laughs> Well, you, you get into her specialty. She's gonna make sure she gives her opinion. I, listen, I she appreciate gives her it. opinion. Regardless. We, we name it. We're gonna name an entire episode after her. we. I guess we gotta let her talk a little bit more. All right. So I do love the nose on this one. Like I've, I've had it a couple of times. So this is finished at what in a Madeira cask? Is that what these are finished in? Yes. Can't remember if it was that Correct. or Pinot. Um, no, it has a nice sweet smell to it. Um, it, it it's. To me, it, it kind of lured me in. I, this is actually not one of my favorites for a couple of uh, obvious reasons to the people here. But the, it, it lured me in because it has a nice, just smooth, sweet smell to it. It does. It's got a great nose on it. Um, oddly enough, it doesn't smell like Madeira to me, though. It yeah. smells like more like a Pinot or more like a Cab, something like that. All right. It, you know, weirdly enough, it tastes. it smells almost like a peach peach sweetness to it at least from the nose i'm not sure what to think about this one so it's just so minty like i mean it's just it so minty like it it's that. just <laughs> it's and like it, and, and that I'm, I, I'm, I'm 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 laying in a field of clover with mint and i'm just picking it up off the ground and chewing on it <laughs> yeah like, i i am not a fan of mint and it, the funny thing was is that whenever I, I got this for Barbara for her birthday. Right. You know, this was one of the two two bottles I got for her birthday. And I was like, going, you know, these are right up her alley. She's going to love them, enjoy them. And so she had actually the first taste of it before I had a taste of it. And she's like, going, man, you know, I get this, I get this. But there's this one thing I'm just not picking out. And I'm not, not sure what it is. And then as soon as I try it, I'm like going, 
that's mint. It's really mint. It's, wow, that's mint. And she goes, you know what? You're right. And I am not a fan of mint. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like it's a mint julep without being a mint julep. I mean, right. I, I would I would almost yeah. say that, like yes. you take the mint and you crush it up in the bottom of your bourbon glass <laughs> and you just poured it on top of it and you didn't add any of the simple syrup. You didn't add anything else to it. But there you go. I, yeah, it is, it is on the on the palate. I all like it is like heavy mint. Yeah, the finish is finish is good, and mm-hmm. I, I do really I, I do appreciate the finish because it stays right above the collarbone, but it's got some nice warmth to it. That nice Kentucky hug. Um, but man, I tell you, it just that's just so much mint. Like the the Madeira just doesn't even come through it. At least in my humble opinion. Now maybe I'm completely off, but I don't know. But then of course I love mint. <laughs> I love mint. Mint <laughs> is so good. I, I mean, I get a little of the Madeira cask, the, the, that sweetness that would come from that wine, maybe in the finish a little bit, as yeah. it just kind of just eases down and in. But that mint stays on that mid palate for so long, and that's what kind of draws me away from it. All right, let's see what this water does. I to get it. more of the sweetness with the water. Maybe, fortunately, fortunately, less mint. Yeah. So it was less mint with the water, Steve. To me, maybe this can be your, redeemable. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> maybe this can be redeemable with a little bit of water if this mint goes away. For you, I'm not sure. I do agree with Steve that there's not as much of that mint. So the mint does die down. But I still think it's there. Oh, it's definitely no, it's, still it's there. there. It's definitely still there. Um, I, I tell you what, I bet with a block of ice. That coldness, I think probably will. A, add some chill to it. But B, mm-hmm. as it waters down and it kind of... I think it would mellow out that mint enough that where I think I could really enjoy that. This is one of the few things I would really drink with ice. I will agree with that because I, me stuff. having just having just a little bit of water with this, I get I get the rye pop into this. We I, get the rye. I, I, I get more rye than I get mint. The mint kind of goes to the side a little bit. It's still there, yep. but not as defined, right? As so, what it was, like you said, you got rye, mint, a little bit of like. Like subtle sweetness, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, I can't really put my. It's almost like a toffee because it, it's not caramel and it's not eh, maybe like the like the brittle, like peanut brittle, like just in that mid palate. Werther's, yeah, Werther's original, something like that. Yeah, yeah almost a little, that that little caramely sweetness. Yeah, but not ca- caramel though. It's not. No, it's not, it's it's not it's, really it, caramel. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. It's uh, it's some it's one of those sweeter like sugary type things, but it's not that. I don't know. It's really hard to put a. But I, I get a little buttery bit of that toffee. Yeah, like a buttery toffee. Like like I said, it's almost like peanut brittle. Like like that sweetness that comes on that peanut brittle. I don't know. Definitely, definitely unique for sure. Yes, it is. It's unique, but I mean, I, I prefer I, it with water, one hundred percent. Yes, I, I will agree with that too. It it, it actually seems like it, I could stand it with water or I, a nice little ice cube in there would be good for me if I were to have this again. All right. So what's the what's the proof on that bad boy, Barbara? Like 105 or 10-something or is it like 90-something? 109.6. 109.6. All right. Nice. Now, it is considered cask strength, but that's kind of a lower proofage for cask strength. Gotcha. All right. So next we're into the... Which one, Barbara, and what's the proof? We are into the Single Barrel Huber's Rye Whiskey Finished in Apple Brandy, and it is 108.4 proof. This is one of the family estate ones. Is this the one Ted picked? Look at the bottom. Is it it C or T Huber? It says T Huber. All right. Usually Um, the ones with Ted I have have noticed are just a little step above uh, his two kids. So I, I agree to a certain point. I think Ted's rise definitely do. 
the bourbons, I, I have a tendency to fall under Blake for the bourbon, but for a lot of the finishes, I really enjoy Christian stuff. Like, I would agree completely with that. I, Blake's bourbons seem to really hit the spot. Yep. Christian is more of the finished guy. And, yep. And Ted's rise, like any of the things that Ted does that, that is rye forward, I feel like are just really, really good. So the nose on this is very different. Yeah. You, you get the rye in it and you get the you like subtle apple sweetness in the nose but it's not apple it's like it's it's like the sweetie portion of the apple like when you smell an apple and you smell the sweetness like what you said but it's not like apple apple like it's weird it's It's not the peel of the apple it's the inside of the apple yeah that makes sense like the flesh part of the Mm -hmm. apple yeah the flesh part Hmm. it's definitely (sighs) and you don't you don't smell the proofage in there at all no not at all which is unusual because usually when you add brandy to anything or that Applejack, uh, it, I, I wonder if this was really the Applejack or if it was actually the Apple brandy because they label them both the same. Definitely, definitely unique on the nose. You would never know what the proof was, it, what it is. Not on the nose for sure. Very, not on the taste either. Neither taste. I haven't tried it yet. So very, I'm, I'm, I'm still nosing it. Very subtle. Yeah, very I, 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 get, I, get, I get a very rye forward spice to it and now i'm getting a few sweet notes towards the end of the palate you know of maybe just a little bit of apple but that rye over takes that apple so i don't really get much of the apple in there in the actual taste i get more of the like a pronounced rye yeah to me this is it's 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 definitely very 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 rye forward like i i get very little of the apple and the rye is um it's hot and hot rye it is a hotter rye which for me, I mean, I love a good rye. Um, I do too, but uh, Ted's ryes are not normally like this. I'm kind of, no. I'm kind of surprised that it's as hot as it is. I don't yeah, find I, it to be that hot. Personally, you, you don't find the mid palate to be a little no. heavy on the heat, as no. far as like the rye taste portion no, of it. Not at all. Yeah, I, I get a little like, that mid palate, kind of like almost like a cinnamon heat. To yeah, it, mm-hmm. out of that rye. Yeah, it's that rye, that cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. There's a touch of mint too, right in the mid palate, just a touch. And it might be that the blackens kind of waving over into it. Yeah, I tried to take a few drinks along. I did too. I took. A, I probably should have taken a little sip of soda um, or Bundaberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I'm funny. I don't know why. All right, water definitely opens up the nose. You get a little that bit nose. More of that. I get a whole lot more apple. Yeah, you get a little more apple. You get a little bit of baking spice. The rye actually comes down on the nose. Little apple. Little apple pie. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a Dutch apple, like more of the baking spice apple side, not the crusty. Yeah, the Dutch apple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's that caramel Dutch. Yep, for sure. Um, Wow, that flavor is amazing. Oh, yeah. I get a lot more burst after the water. Yeah. I get, I get, I, I get a yeah. burst. I get a, I, I get the burst of cinnamon. I get, but it, it dies down quicker. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't retain i i get a little bit more rye as baking spice and then i get a little bit of the apple apple, that apple flesh comes into it and i get that caramel so i would absolutely recommend that to be with water or just a little bit of ice agreed yeah i think a block of ice would be delicious on that bad boy really really bring it back very similar to the apple so 100 percent, i get where you're coming from there so all right mm. While we're while we're while we're looking at these last two bottles, I brought I brought Barbara a little present, and since this episode's about Barbara, and we want to hear her talk so much, so she she can she she told us how much Verner's is the the best ginger ale 
Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. The the Verners to that I you know before this time I've never heard uh, Verners. You know before I married her. You know it was it was always you know Canadian Dry, you know or Canada Dry in in the the, the basics. Right. So then all of a sudden you know I date her and then she she's like going oh have you had this thing called Verners? I was like where's it from? Detroit. Well, <laughs> why would I know that? Why would I know anything about Detroit? Exactly right. <laughs> so yeah, and so she she brings that in. I mean, it's good. I mean, you know, Verna's is good, but mm-hmm. she's gonna have to enjoy that. Uh, but you know, against your recommendations of the Bundaberg. So, so I brought two different varieties of Bundaberg. So, yes, you did. So I'm a, I'm gonna let you try them. And I'm assuming you got them in order, like you know which ones are which. I would recommend drinking the standard before the the Christmas blend. And that's exactly what I was just thinking. I'm like, I've got the Christmas blend first, and then the regular. So I'm thinking, definitely go for the regular first, and yep. then go to the Christmas. Absolutely. Most certainly. Um. So in between here, here we go. I mean, you can just drink it. You know, we can we well, can still talk about the other things. But I I, I just <laughs> I, I wanted you to, to to try these and then tell people what you think versus your Verners. My Verners. Well, you know, and I think there's always still you have to, even though obviously this isn't a bourbon or a rye or anything, you still have to kind of get that smell. You always have to do like as many senses as you can. One hundred plus, you know, taste is like eighty percent of your taste is your smell. It's your nose. That's the reason when people get COVID, you know, and they they lose their sense of smell, they lose their taste. Really, it's more about the fact that their ta- their smell is gone. Yeah, with with Verners, it uh, you know, for those that have ever tried Verners, it's always worth you know, hey, give it give that two liter a shot at Kroger or wherever yep. you have, because it's kind of like a little bit of a wood finish to it. Uh, that they do, but um, I, I'm just... I just find Verner's to be... It doesn't have the bite that I want it to have. For me, Bundaberg, and then there's a chicken cock or like one of the cock and bull or rooster and bull or something like that. And then there's a couple of the Jamaicans and then the, the true North Carolina, like ginger ale, like all those are like so much more like that ginger just really comes through. So that's the one of the reasons why I appreciate those. So Barbara, what do you think about the first one? I haven't quite decided... Okay, that's fine. All right, well, the, I, I'm going to dive in on this uh, Let's see, the, cognac good, finish dry. Yep, the cognac. The, the, While she's trying that. The Starlight uh, cognac, Single Barrel Cognac. And I can tell Barbara's had plenty of this bottle, so she doesn't really need to try it with, with, <laughs> without water. The, the, the first night we, we picked that thing up, I mean, we, we both sampled it, and we're like going, wow. So I'm going to preface this by everybody that knows me knows that I'm not a cognac fan, so I'm going to dive in on this and I'm going to see what I think and kind of go from there. Now, for me, the kind of rye and cognac gives that it kind of it, it's actually blended extremely well that you get a little you, you you get the hint of rye coming into it, but then it's kind of like a sweet finish to it. At least that's what I get whenever I kind of just from a uh, uh, nose. Yeah, the nose is a uh... It, 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 it's, it's more cognac. I mean, like, it's got a lot more of that cognac nose, a little bit more of those sweet notes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's got a little bit of booziness to it. What is the, uh, what is the proof on that? I'm guessing just off the nose, probably about 108. 109.4. Dang. That's pretty darn close. <laughs> now, the question is, is it, uh, who is it, is it, is it, is it Christian or Blake? Or is it Ted? T, C, or B? She's had too much to drink. She can't tell what initial that is at the front. Um, there are no initials. Is this a barrel pick? Like, is it oh. is it dated? 
So oh, it's it, one of the I, orphan I, barrels? I, I, no, it's no. It's selected by Launch Capital Partners. So gotcha. I, I end up getting a, I think that I picked this one up as a barrel pick. So. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's okay. It's all good. So they didn't select it. But somebody, somebody definitely distilled it. Yeah. For me, the, 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 the rye is subtle throughout this whole thing. It, it's like, you know, front, mid is a very subtle rye spice. And then it just, it's smooth. And then there's like a hint of sweetness, and it just kind of finishes mid-low. I get a whole lot of cinnamon. So I, I get where you're coming from on the cinnamon. But to me, I get the cinnamon, but it's almost like it's another spice that's mixed in with it. Yeah, this is the one where I kind of think is almost like an... Like almost like a clove, nut, cardamom, clove. nutmeg. Nut, nut, I was thinking kind of like nutmeg, almost an all a, a all non-heated spice. Sp- all spice. Yes, yes. Cardamom, cardamom, and I usually don't get cardamom on bourbon. Like we literally just had this conversation like three or four weeks ago. Nick said, "Oh, I get cardamom," and I'm like, "You know what? I I get that, but I hardly ever get it on bourbon." But yeah, this this rye really is. I mean. You know, without water, it is it's smooth. I mean, the the yeah. I think the the cognac actually comes through here to where it it evens it out. It doesn't. I I don't see anything really popping or being excessive in any way throughout the palate of this. You know, from the from the finish, right? Or, and it just kind of it's smooth the entire way through. Now, from a non cognac drinker or like somebody who doesn't prefer cognac, you know, it, does the rye kind of even it out a little bit for you? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, so I, I, I like this. I really enjoy it. Um, but like I said, for cognacs I don't typically have a, a, a fond kinship for. I'm more of an Armagnac guy if I'm going to drink kind of that, what I would call a Western European liqueur <laughs> or liquor. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like it. I will tell you, though, I mean, go back and smell that Willet. I keep going back, and I keep smelling one, two, and three, but two just really pops for me. Wow. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about now. The nose is really, really driving on that one really hard. I don't have enough left to drink, but I, it, I kind of just get that remnants of it. But I get blueberry. <sighs> That's bullshit. Nobody gets blueberry. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Nobody gets blue. I, you know, we literally, did, did you listen to the podcast like three weeks ago? I did not because I was giving Nick some bullshit. Like, like he's literally somebody said something, and I was like, I, "These motherfuckers!" They, and I, damn, I did it again. These people that come out here and be like, "Oh, I get blueberry." Like bl- blueberry? How do you like? I don't even know what a blueberry tastes like. I mean, I've I've eaten a million blueberries, and I don't know what they taste like. I definitely don't know what they smell like. Considering I have two children who love blueberries, I'm very good. I at have a million blueberries in my house, but I literally, every time I eat a blueberry, you know what a blueberry tastes like? It just tastes like earthy sweetness. Like, that's it. Like, I, I, there's no discerning, like, flavor like, or anything like that. So when somebody says blueberry, like, it kills me. Like, it, and I swear to God, Charlie Smith, when you listen to this episode, you're gonna give me so much shit, because you know that I... Because like, he said, we, he said, we, he said we should come out with a shirt that says "Bourbon Barrel Talk." Just a cup of drop of waters, or hashtag I taste blueberries, or I can't taste blueberries. <laughs> I'm like, that's some funny shit right there. So, but like, <laughs> you're the first person that's ever on the podcast. Be like, oh, I get blueberries. <laughs> I don't know if I get blueberry, but I, I I get some some different sweetness that I didn't on the original, and it's it's a fruit sweetness. It's not like it's a you know. I'm not, I'm not going to go to the far as blueberry, but there is a fruit sweetness. I think that the I wine's coming through at this point, right? I like, think so. I think that Moderna that cask, the Madeira cask, and, yeah. yeah, absolutely, Moderna. But, <laughs> <laughs> and we've been we've been around the COVID world for way too long. Yeah. 
We have. We have absolutely. <laughs> the Moderna cask. Let's hope there's no <laughs> there's no COVID shot in this thread, boy. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So I'm getting ready to dive in on this bear wallow, but but I've got to know, Booneberg. I don't think she's tried the other one yet. She's I have not that. done. I've only done the one. All right. So we've done the one. She's killing the one. She's just, you have to leave a little bit left to that one to compare. Well, duh. All right. She's not a rookie, man. Come on. Well, she Thank hasn't you. dived in the second one yet. I have not because we then we turned right around and did the right in cognac. I had to help you all. Yeah, I, I, I like the cognac. I do. All right. I really let's do. try this uh, spiced here. Yep. Now, as we get into the before we get into that, as she's uh, doing her tasting, the... Uh, Fair warning for anybody who does has seen the Bear Wallow. Uh, it's a silver, uh, the Liar's Bench is a silver cover on it. Yep. And it is around 127, I believe, proof. Yep. And it is incredibly complex. I will say that, you know, this is the fair warning of getting into it. Uh, it, it. It tends to be a palate killer. Now, whenever I say palate killer, I mean that it lingers. It's viscous. A, it lingers. It's very viscousy. And C, probably not a whole lot you're going to taste after drinking this bad boy. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's last. <laughs> and it's not because it's bad, because I think it's delicious. And, and we'll talk more about that as we get into this bad boy. But it's just something that is definitely, it, it, it's one of the most unique rides I've tried in probably three or four years for sure. I don't know that it's the best ride I've tried in three or four years, but it's definitely one of the most unique. Absolutely. All right. And the verdict on the... Uh, Bundaberg. On the Bundaberg. I am not 100% sold on the original. On the original, okay. The original actually seems very bland to me. Very bland? Very bland. Okay. Um, of the two, I really do prefer the spice. The Christmas spice? The yep. Christmas spice. Um, and again, it very well may have something to do with the fact that I love rye and those cooking spices. Yep. Um, I do have a whole lot more of those that kind of pop through on that one yep. for me um but yeah no the original eh, i still no. think the original is better than Varner's. nope i don't agree okay all right we'll to agree. each their own we'll agree to disagree i agree <laughs> i am okay with that again like i said uh, my motto has always been to each their own and i am going to agree with you on that one 100 all right so this bear wallow <laughs> the the huge pour i got on this one Jeez. i was about to say i know you're gonna have to buy another bottle because Barbara keeps pouring pours for you. If she keeps the, these pours up. I will absolutely have to. Jeez. So the nose on this thing is actually it's not as complex as the as the flavor profile when you taste it, but it's got some sweet notes on the nose. Um, the rye spice definitely comes through. It gives a little bit of that burn, but I think the burn might be coming too also from that 127 proof. Yeah, as I said. Uh, it, well, as you mentioned, there's a sweetness that just comes through at the very beginning of that. And then you get and get those wa- those baking spices in there that kind of follow follow right behind that sweetness. Um, but you know, I, I'm kind of jaded on this because I've tasted this before. Uh, but the just the nose, it is extremely sweet, and then just kind of s- segues into like a little bit of a spice. And then oh, Barbara's loving this one. She's diving in, smiling. It's one of the, the the funny thing about this. I just tasted this, and you know what I warn people about this, and we were warned ourselves whenever we first tasted it, is is that you are going to be inundated on things as as the taste is so complex that you're going to pick out 
15, 20 things all of a sudden. So like, you know, it's going to be, bam, you're hit with this. 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 And then all of a sudden, it just kind of like soothes out at the very end. You get that you hit. The thing is, is that you don't really taste that proofage, but the proofage comes in with more of the complexity. In no, this. 100% I agree with what you're saying. And and it's all coming through because of the fact that it a it's it's higher proof, but b it's the flavor profile that was built into this one. And, I, and I'm a, I'm wondering if this wasn't aged in like a 25 gallon barrel versus a 53, one of the smaller barrels, like a, what the, what we call speed aging, I guess in some capacity, right? Yeah, that's actually a good good thing that you know if uh, if you ever want to have a topic about at some point in time is is that I've known. Uh, or we've been hearing a lot lately about um, many of the new distilleries that are popping up are doing the climate controlled, you know, rick houses right. that they can speed age things based on, you know, controlling that temperature. Well, I, the reason I'm thinking more on the speed aging as far as like a smaller barrel, and I know I, I'm pretty sure that this was close to four years old or just over four years old, is the fact that, hey, look at the color on it. Like it's dark. Like it, oh. it, it, it's the darkest thing we're trying today by far. Absolutely. <laughs> and then B, as much of the complexity you get from the rye, that sweetness, the sugar notes, a little bit of the caramel, things like that, you get a ton of wood and you don't typically get a lot of wood on rye because no. the rye typically will override the wood. So my best guess is that this was probably finished in like a 25 gallon or something like that, or a 10 gallon cask or, or something of that nature. And Barb's smiling over there. I don't know why. Barbara's smiling because she actually finally read the back. <laughs> finally actually read the back. So, I'm going to read it for you. All right. After the Revolutionary War, the main drink of the young nation switched from rum to rye whiskey. Rum was identified with Great Britain, and the new America wanted a drink of their own. At one time, George Washington was the largest distiller in the country, and the primary spirit he produced was rye whiskey. Liar's Bench Whiskey is handcrafted using spicy Indiana rum, or Indiana rye, and is named after bench that still stands at the old courthouse lawn in Nashville, Indiana, where it is documented that moonshiners quotations, and other more prominent town folks used to hang out. That is very kind of interesting. So you you were smiling. I thought you were going to tell me that I was right, that it was (laughs) like a (laughs) 25-gallon barrel, where you just told me the story of Little Nashville, basically, which is okay. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't say anything about how much it was aged or anything. Um, it just says that it's barrel number 302 and that it was bottled number 65. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Does it say how out of how many bottles? It does not. Okay. Hmm. So no help there either. Hmm. No, but, but I do agree I've been trying to you. interview these people for a while. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Um, but yes, the, this is clearly the darkest of them all mm-hmm. um, between between all of them. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and get a little bit of water there. I don't know if you guys have already put a little bit of water in it yet, uh, but uh, I've uh, I've in the past have already put a little bit of water in this, and usually I typically drink this with a little bit of ice or water with it, just because of the simple fact that the notes 
start slowing down because you know it, it's hard to describe this for people, especially over uh, unless you've actually had this. That the notes come at you so fast with this, that, you know, your tongue uh, and taste buds can, you know, are you know hitting at many different levels of this between your front and back palate that it keeps hitting on so many different notes. But once you actually add a little bit of water to it, it slows those notes down just a little bit. And then you start really picking out a lot of things for you. Um, I remember, you know, a few things, but right before, you know, I had the water, um, you know, I was just trying to think of a few things that were hitting for me. And it was just a lot of, um, I got the, you know, uh, you know, heavy rice spice, but then you get, different sections i almost got like peanut butter almost at the the finish before the water got at it it was really weird but i mean i could i'm trying to recall back to about three or four things that hit but the more memorable ones was that yeah i i, I don't i don't know that i get peanut butter but i get something in that in that category like and i think it's more of the way that it coats your mouth and lingers kind of in there that type of thing like you know how peanut butter sticks to the side of your jaws and your teeth and everywhere Mm-hmm. I kind of get that aspect of peanut butter when you say that, and maybe that's what you're talking about. Um, but man, it's just it's so many spices, like you said. I mean, it's like cardamom, nutmeg, cinnamon. Like, I mean, like I could throw like a million spices out of the spice rack, and it's all right there. You know? Agreed. Every single one of them hits hard, um, and it's at the same time. Once you add that water, it really hits even harder. It, yeah, well, but, but it slow it slows it down. It it, it accentuates it, mm-hmm. but it slows it down to where you can actually pick them out. Pick them out. Agreed. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I still don't. I still don't know that I prefer it with water than to neat though. I don't know. That's really really odd. Yeah, this one is definitely one that is so unique that I think it really really one hundred percent depends on a person's preference. This is this is not an entry level rye. Oh no no no! Not a no. chance! Not a chance! <laughs> definitely do not start with this one in any way, shape, or form. This one you definitely need to have a much more um, complex idea of what rise you prefer versus what you don't yep. to s- figure out whether or not you like this sucker. Yeah, I would yeah. not come into this like, a, you know, if you've never had a rye before, I would not start with this. No. You know, this, this, this is going to be the most complex. I would build up yeah. to this. You would definitely want a different, a couple of different barrel strength ryes. Um, I would even say, honestly, like, I would put this more in the family of almost MGP rye-ish, like those barrel strength MGP ryes. Like, it's kind of, to me, it's more heavy on the rye. Like, I'm guessing this is probably in the 80% rye market. You know, it doesn't say the mash bill. I did look at that. Okay. I was um, going to look at it. But that would be my guess is it, it's a higher rye um, than your typical rye would be because a lot of people are, you know, hitting 60, you know, 60 to 70% rye on the on the high side, um, whereas that MGP is, you know, that 95.5. So, you know, I would almost take this up against trying to get put this up against maybe some buzzards, buzzards roost and some Michter's rye. The barrel strength rye. Um, yeah, you could probably blind those against there. That would be an interesting blind. I agree with um, with you on that one. Yeah, uh, especially the barrel strength. I don't think you could. I think you could definitely t- tell the difference, and it would be too easy against anything that's going to be non barrel strength. But I remember a couple. Like, did you all ever get the double sixty nine barrel from Louisville Bourbon Hounds? 
No, unfortunately okay. not. All right, I'll bring it. I'll bring a sample of that over one time, but let you try it. But it, it was a it was an MGP rye, the new Lou one. So uh, it's very very tasty, and it, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of this one. So okay, I don't know. So all right, we we got to rank these one to five. And then we'll sign off of this bad boy. This is gonna be the most difficult thing that Barbara's ever done in the, in the past couple of weeks. I'm I'm gonna go first, and then I'll let Barbara think. We'll, we'll we'll since this is all about Barbara, we'll let her go last. That would be fabulous. Hmm. I think I'm actually, and this is might be this might be totally crazy. Y'all might think I'm nuts. I think I'm gonna go five. The Liars Bench first. Blue Run second. Then I'm gonna go with the Applejack three blackened and then the cognac so i'm gonna go five one three two four that's impressive I, I, you've already kind of expressed your cognac isness to this so I, I really like the cognac like it was you know, honestly in the in the mid three it, it could have been three to three or five like it could have been anywhere in that mix uh, the reason I put it at that was to me it didn't have the rye bite that I wanted it to have. Like that's the reason I put it fifth. It, it had nothing to do with the taste because I think all of these actually are really good. To me, actually, the, the blackened is probably the one that I like the least on like the flavor profile. But overall, like with the nose, the taste, how it all's blended, like for some strange reason, I, I'm gonna actually put it a little bit higher. Let me ask you this before I pick mine. Or have any of those picks changed after you added water? Oh, absolutely. So if I was going to put water in them, like I would definitely, definitely probably move a, a lot of them over the blue run. I'd probably go like, honestly, it probably would change drastically. Like I probably would probably put the liar bench two. I would probably put the the applejack one. So one, um, the liar's bench two, three on cognac, um, four on blue run, and five on blacken. Yeah, that's a. I was. That's why I want to ask that question because I will say that pre and post, just adding just a little bit of water changed the blacken a lot for me. Yep. So, but I, I still did. I didn't like it as much when I added water. Like even though it, it did, it changed the complexity of it for mm-hmm. sure. I didn't. I did not. I did not like. I didn't like losing the rye bite that mm-hmm. it had. Absolutely, I'm, I'm. I'm right on with you. Um, if I could do ranking. Pre and post water, I would probably go pre water. I would absolutely do uh, five liars bench. I would do cognac number four, um, blue run three, the uh, apple brandy applejack four, and then the uh, will it blacken five. Now change that up, adding water. Um, I would almost do the um, apple brandy one, liars bench two. Cognac three, uh, blackened four, and then uh, Blue Run five. Yeah, I, I I can't argue with that. I mean, I think those are very solid picks in that in that order. All right, now now to the the Rye Mistress herself. <laughs> All right, to the Rye Mistress herself. Um, we're gonna do before water. I definitely need to do blackened Willet, Blue Run, Starlight Cognac. Apple brandy and then liar brand liar's branch. Okay, so liar's okay. branch finishes last for you with with before water. Before water, gotcha. Before water, most certainly. All right, after water. After water, I am going to need to do liar's branch bench. Wow, that's a flip. Had a lot of. <laughs> I know. I've had a lot. I'm sorry. So liar's bench, 
blackened, cognac, blue run, and then apple. Hmm. So we're all over the place. We are all over the place. Hmm. And again, I think it completely comes back to what I love to say, which is to each their own. Yep. Um, 100%. Um, everybody has their own flavor profiles that they prefer yep. versus everybody else's. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that's where I would end up. To each their own, but I'm right and you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I said. I said to each their own. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, hey, thanks again for having us over. This was an, this was definitely a neat experience because I will tell you with them all, with most of them being finished products and then the other two just being you know your straight rise, but kind of what I would consider one of them is an extremely high end rye. That blue run's pretty expensive if I remember correctly. They're probably in that one forty nine to one fifty range, or oh, even north of that two hundred. No, no, it's one hundred. Oh, one hundred. Okay, yeah. So, so okay, so I was I was wrong. So it so actually they really so, so the blackened is the most expensive. Then yeah, blue run. I, if if uh, if I could go back and look at it, um, blackened technically uh, I got it from one thirty at um, Kroger. Um, blue run one hundred. Um, the cognac and apple were about the same, uh, about uh, $69.99. And I believe the Liars Bench was 65 Yeah, I think that's right, sixty four ninety nine, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. So, all great pours in their own in their own right. Um, I will say, the, the more I drink this black, and I, the, the more... The mint is still slightly offensive to me on that mid-palate, but but it, it's, it, it's definitely growing on me, I will say that. Um, so, I don't know. That, that's that episode of Bourbon Barrel Talk. So I guess what we'll say is if you want to find us, find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those good things. You can also hit the subscribe button to make sure you get all of our episodes before anybody else. Um, and then also make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all those good things. Hit the like button. Send us in some questions. If you've got questions about something, we'll be glad to answer those. Matter of fact, I think our Q&A episode's coming up this weekend, which you won't hear that right now because you're actually here before you hear this episode. But anyway, long story short, this is Scott, <laughs> Nick, and Barbara signing off because Stephen left the house. <laughs> Goodbye. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>